Blog Talk Radio. Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Hello, once again, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of A Daily Cup of Joe. Wednesdays are discussions with attendees of Utopia who've had revelations while at the conference. Those writers who've been moved by the event to do more, be more, and accomplish things they never considered before attending. I'm Joe Michaels of the Joe Michaels blog, and I'm your host. Today, I have author and poet H.D. Gordon with me. H.D. writes young adult and adult fiction, and she has a collection of poetry titled A Mustard Seed you can snag on Amazon via the link in the show description. Gordon is also the author of Blood Warrior, the first book in the new adult Alexa Montgomery saga. She was also a quarter finalist in the 2013 Amazon Breakthrough Novel Awards contest, which you may know is very difficult to do. We'll talk about where the idea for the series came from, find out what HD learned and took away from UtopiaCon. You can find her on her website at hdgordonbooks.com or her Amazon author page. Again, the link is in the description of the show. Have you had enough of my blabbing yet? I'm positive that you have. So let's get HD out here already. How are you this morning on this fine Wednesday? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have you. I love everything Utopia. I love talking Utopia, and I love talking books. So let's jump on in here. (laughs) I always start with a question about coffee. I have a crazy addiction. I drink probably 15 cups of coffee a day. I know that's crazy numbers, but I eat it. (laughs) That's a perky. So how do you drink your coffee if you do? Uh, I drink mine black, no sugar, no cream, no milk, any of that, which um, I had to condition myself for. And now I don't, if I taste anything anything other than black coffee, I it's too sweet for me. And I have um, a cup a day in the morning, and then I switch to water after that. So I'm a little bit behind. Oh, very, very nice. But yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a problem. I know. And if there's a Starbucks, oh, I'm like, it's like a gravitational pull, you know. <laughs> I can't really resist it. Um, it's like, okay, Starbucks, yes, I'm answering your call. So <laughs> it's like a siren. <laughs> so black coffee, you are a warrior princess. Let's jump into Thank the questions you. about <laughs> Utopia. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so whenever you attended Utopia, you said it was 2013, right? Right. Okay, and she's coming back to the second year. So Yay, everybody has to go and say hi. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so what revelations did you have while you were at that first conference? That particular one was very special for me because um, I had I was very new to the whole writing business, um, you know, kind of young and wide-eyed. And it was my first one that I had ever been to, and I was invited by uh, Janet and uh, we, I was on a few panels, and I remember sitting there and just being so nervous. But what really struck me was um, how much alike, I, how much I had in common with these people, how they were like my people, 
you know, and I made some friends mm-hmm. that I still hold dear to this day, which I think um, is always the biggest benefit of gathering with other writers. So that was my experience. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have any, like, aha moments while you were there? Um, I guess that it's something that I needed to do uh, to get together with these kind of people. That kind of hit me because it really fed creative juices. It was the first time I had gone home and thought to myself, like, ah, you know, I can really do all these things that I've been wanting to do. And so I think that was what um, – it actually started my addiction to being with other writers, <laughs> whenever I can. Oh, I totally understand that. They're your people, and you they get you. <laughs> exactly. I'm kind of an awkward person, so I say, like, the worst. Like, I never <laughs> – I'm just socially awkward. But with writers, it doesn't seem to be the case. I seem to be, like, so at home. And so it's really a unique experience for somebody like me who's pretty introverted um, normally, yeah. around normal folks. <laughs> I think we're still socially awkward. It's just that people don't point it out or they don't care. You know what I mean? Or like they're all the same way, so it's kind of like yeah. you know, when you're with a bunch of people, it's like it's the norm. So it's just that was really something for me that I – and it just it made me feel good to be invited somewhere, to feel um, important in an industry that um, can make you feel really small without even, you know, meaning to. So that was big for me all about the field. Oh. <laughs> yes, it definitely is. And and finding your people and connecting with them, I, I'm totally with you there. So do you remember back in 2013, um, the panels that you were on, would you tell everybody just a little bit about those and, like, the kind of things they can expect to learn at Utopia? Uh, I was on the one that sticks out in my mind the most because it was two years ago, and I went on a crazy book event attending spree this year. Um but it was uh, kick-ass females. It was something about kick-ass females because I'm a – we were just talking about this before the show because um, I love strong female characters, um, and so that was a big thing we talked about, building that and uh, dealing with the tropes of, you know, why a paranormal where usually the guy is giving a damsel and breaking free of that um, – <laughs> you know, common common line, plot line. So that was one of the ones we talked about, yeah. And, of course, I uh, attended lots of panels where um, they talked about uh, marketing and building a following on social media. and I mean, just all the stuff that you would want to know um, as a writer nowadays. <laughs> That's, yeah, I know. I The panels are just something that you can't, you can't go to Utopia and not attend at least one panel because you always learn something. And talking about kick-ass women is probably one of my favorite topics on the planet. So <laughs> I'm right well, there. Well, that um, and so many of the authors are kick-ass women. <laughs> I mean, I, I met this was I met Samantha Young for the first time. Um, just a, I mean, so many of them, and I and I just remember being like, oh man, these are the ladies that I've been watching online from the shadows, you know, and so it's sort of a, mm-hmm. it's a unique experience. It's, yeah, it is a unique experience. It's like, I don't I don't really have anything to liken it to because <laughs> I've never been there where it's, it's quite like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's like magic, and that's probably the best way I can describe it. So well, did you I have those ones? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say it's one of those ones that you see online when everybody's posting their pictures, <laughs> and you're like, damn it, why didn't I sign up? Oh, sorry, I don't know how you do And yes, you're like, why didn't exactly. I do this year, you know, and you watch everybody having fun, so that's Mm -hmm. So you, you said that you were included in things that first year. Um, what were some of your favorite things that you went and did with other authors? Just, oh, first of all, it was adorable. It was held on um, a little college campus. I can't remember the name, but the building was this old stone architecture, and all you had to do was walk down the street, and there were um, little places to eat. So I went out and ate with bloggers who had reviewed my book that I'd never met before and people that I had um, – befriended online, which is a, a new experience in itself, um, and pretty particular to the indie world. Uh, and we went and ate, and we laughed, and we drank afterwards, and of course there was the awards ceremony where we got all dressed up and took lots of selfies. <laughs> so it was um, <laughs> the whole, plus I love, I'm actually from the Midwest, which is similar to the south, but I live on the east coast now, so just going back to that sort of middle of the country, southern feeling with Mike Nashville is just charming in itself, you know. Yes, yes, I do. I love Nashville. <laughs> I was actually born in Tennessee um, and lived in Murfreesboro for about four years, so not too far oh, out right. of Nashville. Yeah. Um, the big Grand Ole Opry Mall there, love that place. Did you get to go there at all? I didn't go there. Maybe I should. You must. You absolutely I must. I should stay away from malls. <laughs> Me and malls. <laughs> Just go check it out. They have almost like a um, Hollywood Walk of Fame, but it's it's uh, Nashville music stars, so it's really cool. Oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah, That's so go cool. check, check out. that out. Take a selfie with Dolly Parton stars. All good. <laughs> so, um how many members would you say that you added to your tribe? And for everybody listening, a tribe is what we call our group of author buddies. So for H.D. Gordon, how many members did you add to your tribe during the conference, would you say? Uh, now, the thing is, in 2013, it was much smaller than it is now. Um, and I think that I would say I got really close with about four other authors. And I mean, like, really close in a way that I know I can count on them. They know, which is rarer than you would hope it would be, despite how many of us are in this world. Um, but also at that time, I was, again, this was my first conference. I was very shy. I sat behind my table and didn't say much to anybody unless they came up to me. Um, I was one of those, I was a, a wallflower, sort of. So, um but I did gain some really close, which to me, you know, a few close friendships are better than a bunch of superficial ones. So, yeah. And one of them actually became my best friend in the whole world. <laughs> I had the almost same exact experience. So it, that is awesome. I love to hear that you're making really close tribe members because that matters more than anything in this industry. It's so hard to get yourself seen, you know what I mean? And so yeah. those people who can help you get seen – are priceless. Yeah, when you have a personal connection with them, it's like, so that, YouTube definitely did that, especially with me and my best friend, which is like totally irreplaceable. That alone was worth going. Um, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I do know. <laughs> what do you think about the name change <laughs> from Utopia with a Y-A to Utopia with an I-A? 
Uh, I think it's clever, of course, on their part. I think it's wise to expand if, if there seems to be um, uh, a want for it from the people, and obviously there is, and that way we can it can be including um, authors who don't just write in the young adult genre. Um, so I think it's fine and wonderful. <laughs> Hopefully it'll bring new faces. I agree. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that we're expanding into middle grade too. That's going to be so much fun. So, um, oh, what I didn't are you most looking forward to for next year? Yeah, we are. Um, oh man, I don't even know. Just again, adding more members to the tribe. That's a big thing. It's, it's, I never thought of it in quite that way, but adding more members to the tribe. That I have learned that I will never feel more comfortable in a group of people than I do in a group of writers. I mean, they. I really, and I mean that in the in every sense of the word, I always leave feeling um, refreshed and encouraged and inspired. So I think that that feeling is really what what makes it. Despite you know everything else that goes along with it, the book signings and the meeting readers and the panels, of course, where you can learn mm-hmm. stuff you might not or rediscover things you may have forgotten about from people who are doing you know the stuff that you might want to do. It's it, the whole thing. The feeling, though, to me, is the best. Oh, yes, absolutely. And the panels are, like I said, you can't miss them because they're just so important. <laughs> you learn Yeah, well, about. I mean, exactly. You can learn so much. I mean, these are the people you can learn from, so that's definitely the mindset to go in with. Absolutely. So if if you were talking to someone who was considering going to Utopia and they said, okay, so what's one thing I should remember, what would you tell them? Um, uh, Definitely to try to be outgoing because, and I noticed this a lot when I I went on, I went to like 14 different book events this year. I set a goal at the beginning of 2015 to go to 10 of them, like 14 already in 2000. Yeah, and so I'm exhausted and tired. But I'm still looking forward to Utopia. But definitely go in um, and don't be afraid to be yourself and talk to people. Because I think if I could do one thing differently from the year that I went, it would be to open up a little bit more and maybe not feel so um, like I had to be in my shell, which is it goes against, I think, most the nature of most writers. But to try to know that these people are – there with the same dreams, the same goals, they live the same kind of life, unique life as this indie writer or traditional, whatever it is that you do. And so um, don't be afraid to just to, to throw yourself in with them. Because most of them oh, are very, very kind. And, and they're willing yeah, to and talk. And they are. We're I the ones it. who run around and, and – no, we're the, we're the ones who run around and, and jerk the wallflowers off the wall these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you're standing that, out there and you're looking all shy, like, I'm coming after you. <laughs> oh, that's me too. I, I really make an effort to talk to everybody I can. Just because, I mean, like I said, these are good people, and you can help them, and they can help you. And so um, you don't want them to get the wrong impression if they just see you over there, you know, with – whatever, or maybe a resting bitch face that you don't even know you have, but you're just really scared and observing and go and so, but yeah, now I'm at the point where you're at where I just go and I'm like, hey, we should be friends, you know, but um, I wasn't that way before, so that would probably be my biggest is to go ahead and like immerse yourself because these people are good people and um, they're more kind and helpful than most people you'll meet, you know, 
otherwise. So what do you think has changed with you from that first conference that you went to and now? Like you sound like you're just so much more outgoing and willing to talk to people more. So what was it? What was that that key that broke open that door? I guess. Um, I think for me it was I I came home and I was I had to like um, look at myself and like maybe how I interacted. I'm a real introspective person, so when I'm not when I feel mm-hmm. like I could have done better at something or I could have done something differently, I you know I ponder it and. But writing's changed me completely. I mean, I'm more comfortable with who I am and my skin. I was, um, I don't know, I was shy and I hit it with my, um, you know, my straight face and my, I, I, it just, it's opened me up in such a way that um, I'm really grateful because it kind of helped me find myself and in doing so feel comfortable to go out and show that to other people and hopefully inspire them to show me, you know, them too in doing so. So everything is That's awesome. I love that it was like the catalyst that brought you to yourself. That's a beautiful thing. Definitely. <laughs> so let's talk Thank about you. your Because <laughs> I looked okay. at your website, and like I said before, before the show started, um, I love the way that you break it down into this is appropriate for new adult, this is appropriate for young adult. But I'm interested in Blood Warrior. And is this the book that went to the finals in the – a, B, and A contest? That actually isn't the book that went to the finals. Joe, my um, my thriller, my my paranormal thriller, it, it's about a young lady who can see the future, and she sees that a madman is going to shoot up the college she attends, so she tries to stop it. Um, but that's the one that went far. The Blood Warrior is by far my bestseller. Um, that series has sold nearly 50,000 copies, and that's the one that... Um, I'm jumping back into that genre now, finally, after a couple of years of straying into every other genre on the face of the planet. But, um, so it's also, Blood Warrior was also my very first novel that I wrote. I was 21. So, um, that was my, my one that I thought maybe now I think I probably should have like incubated a bit longer, but I was like, Hey, look at this great thing I did and threw it out there. So, you know, that's that's Blood (laughs) Warrior. Well, that's great, though, because you kind of, like, found yourself as you wrote through all those genres. I think that anyone, you know, anything you want to write, if you're an indie author, like, write it, because it's only going to make you a better writer in the genre that you end up writing in for good. Exactly. There's no wasted yeah. writing. Every every time you spend writing is, is time well spent. Exactly. So where did the idea for Blood Warrior come from? Fill us in. Uh, so it's a story, it's got the vampires and werewolves, so it's kind of a <laughs> walks the line of that paranormal, but it's different because uh, <laughs> Alexa is a very strong female, but and she protects her, the people she loves, but as she does it, she grows, it gets harder for her to control herself, because her race is sort of built to kill, it's, that's what they were built for, and so she kind of right. loses herself and has to come back, um, but I, I, I think the idea for it was I was a difficult time in my life, and um, I felt kind of weak and like a victim, and I wanted to live through a character that would never be a victim and never be weak. And so she was just sort of like me living out this fantasy of never, of always being able to take care of myself. Um, and I think that's hmm. really, if I can be rawly honest, <laughs> that's where she stemmed from. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, please always be rawly honest with me. So it was a cathartic kind of experience for you to write that book, to bring yeah, yourself I wrote out, it I guess? Five weeks. I think it definitely, I, I mean, it definitely saved some part of me. Um, it, I could have, there's a lot of things I could have done, and that was what I turned, I wrote, I did nothing but write for five weeks straight, and I produced this book, and my daddy told me it was good, and I should go ahead and go with it, you know, and so <laughs> this little, that's why um, conferences where you feel, where you meet, like Utopia, where you meet other people, and they encourage, the encouragement to me is the number one thing a writer needs, because I mean, everybody else in the whole world is going to tell you you can't. So if you have one or two people who can understand you and tell you that you can, it's really invaluable. Right. And, folks, it needs to be someone other than your family. We're just saying because we know that our parents are there for us and they're always going to tell right. us. Right. And it really, yeah, exactly. So all of my writing friends, they enrich, I mean, they just, they just enrich your life in a way that, as somebody who never, as an introvert like most of us who didn't have a lot of friends in a way that you would not even have thought was possible, at least for me, that's my experience. Oh, absolutely. So how do you feel like you identify with that main character? What are some of the similarities? Like, What what did you do with her that you wish you could have done with yourself at that time? That kind of thing. Uh, I, well, she was a small, I'm kind of a, a petite thing, and um but because of what she was, I love the supernatural aspect because you can make women stronger than men. And to me, that was a thing that was like, obviously, it's not something that we can really achieve as, as humans because it's just because of the way that we're built. And so for her, she was just everything I wanted to be. And so where I was weak, I made her strong. And um, where I needed to grow, she did so um, alongside me. So, I mean, I just, she was me at that time. She even smoked cigarettes. And uh, I spent quit two years without a cigarette. But, um, I mean, she was just me. And so she was very broken, and there was a lot of work to do. And, I, I mean, really, through the, through the completion of that series, I um, found myself. I fixed myself. So she's a killer of vampires, right? Well, yeah, she is, but... Um, there's a whole war that goes on between the species and she's uh, supposed to be the savior and I guess I avoid spoilers, but yeah, she, she kills other, there are three types of vampires in my book. Um, and she kills the bad ones that are after the good ones, but yeah. Bear with me here. And sometimes I like to dig into authors and like find a little bit of imagery. Do you feel like you chose vampires because they suck blood and what was going on with you? you it was like, okay, someone's sucking the life out of me and I need to fight it and here's how it's going. I have to tell you that I chose vampires because <laughs> I I am a lifelong, before it was cool, vampire fan. I mean, I used to, this is no joke, um, watch Buffy, like, obsessively, and I would take sticks that I found in my yard and carve them into stakes and then, like, carry them in my waistband in case I needed to slay a vamp. So I have always, I'm not, that's not a joke. I mean, like, as a kid, at any random point, if you had searched my person, you would have found a pointy stick, and I would have been, like, you know, ready to brandish it. I, I don't know. But, yes, I have always been. So vampires, to me, was very natural. Um, because I've always loved them, and I was devouring that sort of fiction at the time, another coping mechanism that I used. I mean, I was reading um, obsessively, 
and uh, I ran out of good vampire books, and I was getting upset with, like, how cheesy some of them were getting and, like, how much I felt like it could have just been more, and I was like, if I can't find one I like, I'll just write one I like. And it was, and, and as they say, the rest is history. Right. So you were writing what you wanted to read. I love it. Yeah. Oh, do you feel like you've had success with your writing? And how would you define that? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's an important thing for all authors to do is to define yeah, yeah. success before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? There's a way, and there's I think there's two types of people, uh, or two ways that we could, this could be answered. It's like it's never enough. You know, there's always that. First of all, there is that side too that of me that feels like I'm never working hard enough. I'm never gonna be as good as this person. I'm never. There's all that down here. But then the other side of me thinks um, to myself that there's like what else? What else would I rather spend my time doing? And so when you say success, um, yes, I do feel like that, and not just because of however many copies I've sold or um, however, you know, whatever it is that, but it's because that every once in a while you'll get notes from people that really touch you um, and really mm-hmm. make you feel like I can do this. I, I, yes, I think I've, I've been successful, but yes, I'm going to keep trying. I think there's that. There's, I don't know. That was a jumbled answer, <laughs> but yes, and uh, but yes and no. Yes, I'm successful, but I want to be more successful. So keep going, right? Right. Never give up. That's <laughs> and I say that with absolute. I don't know. Um, what's the Sincerity. word I'm looking for? <laughs> Help me. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, Sincerity. Yes. No. <laughs> You know, You're like no. <laughs> there's a point where if you do something enough, and what is Albert Einstein says the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way and expecting different results. Different results, right? So yeah. So so what I'm saying is like yes, keep going, never give up until it's time to give up and try something different. You know what I mean? <laughs> like shift gears. Don't stop doing what you're doing, but shift gears. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, I think, sure, I mean, to adapt, but if you feel like, as I do, and I don't feel like this is um, a statement that is meant to come off as overconfident, but I feel like this is what I what I should be doing. And I feel like that whole heart, I feel like that as strongly as I feel about anything else in my life that I'm sure of. I know that what I want is to be a great mother and a great writer, and if I spend the time that I have here trying to accomplish those things, to me, that is, you know, a life well spent. Yeah. So, yes, I feel like if you, if it even occurs to you to seriously quit, like if you even feel that way, then you're probably, because I have never, since I started this journey, I've been through some low points, and I'm depressive, um, but medication helps with that. But I've been through some low points, and it's never really, truly, I never really, truly considered quitting, ever. I don't, there's no, it's not even an option. It's really not an option. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like That's awesome. Know. So what's the best note you ever got from a reader? Just out of left field here. You said, you mentioned just a minute uh, ago that you had great notes. So what's the best one you ever got? Um, <laughs> uh, I, it's hard to pick just one. They, um, I think the best thing is usually two words. Uh, keep writing. 
that oh, yeah. and, they, and they come in, so they'll, it'll be like all this ramble about a character, about how, whatever, but there's always, at, at the end, sometimes, they'll write, uh, you know, like, just keep writing, so keep writing. And so, I mean, it might have come on a day where I was like, ugh, and then those two words, it's like, that's it, you know, just keep swimming, just keep writing, that's it. So those are, that's my favorite thing that readers tell you, keep writing. And they, it's so personal of a thing to reach out and say, to take the time to say to me that I'm always just like, yeah, man, you know? Right. Yes, I do. That's awesome. So you were great today. You've been so inspiring. Everybody's going to just love this podcast to pieces. Um, thank oh, you for coming on you. today. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having yes. me. I can't wait to meet you. I know. Like I said, it's, it's, I'm running everywhere. So if you see me, I'm in the cowboy hat. Grab me. Say, Joe, I need you. Like a ninja. I will jump out. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Do well, thank you for coming today, and I really appreciate it. Um, I will see you in June, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. All right, guys, be sure and tune in tomorrow to catch the amazing Chelsea Fine. Don't forget to pay H.D. Gordon's website a visit. Again, that was hdgordonbooks.com. Thanks so much for listening to A Daily Cup of Joe, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, may your coffee be hot and your muse be loud.